Welcome to The Car Trade Revisited, the podcast series where we talk about the industry we all love and have running through our veins. I'm Gordon McLeish and I've spent over five decades in the trade. Over the coming weeks, I'll try to inform, entertain and remind you of the things you've probably forgotten. Things that make us all caries. So join me on my nostalgic journey. Well, before I move on, there's a couple of stories or so that I'll share with you. One involves a great character from Ringwood called Orb Miller. One involves Puppy K. Leave his surname out of this. The third involves an incident when I was working in the used car department. I was walking around the showroom one day and I'd come over to the used, from the used car department to the new car showroom to receipt some money and Pato was coming down the stairs from the mezzanine floor. He saw me and he saw that there was someone else on the showroom floor climbing in and out of one of the imported Chevrolets. He obviously thought that the person was a, looked a little bit bedraggled and untidy and a little bit grubby and shouldn't be climbing in and out of those nice shiny new Chevrolets, especially the one in the corner that had the white leather trim. So he put his hand up and beckoned me over and said, hey Gordon, just said, what are you doing over here from used cars? And I explained, oh, I'm just getting a receipt for the car. So I said, okay, okay, whatever. Well, send that guy over there. Can you get him out of the showroom? I don't want him climbing all over those new cars. Yeah, sure, Mr. Patterson. I'll, I'll go over and have a chat with him. Well, yeah, that's what I want you to do, but don't have a chat. Get him out of the showroom. So I walked over and I said, uh, hello, how are you? My name's Gordon. I'm the new car sales cadet. What's yours? And he said, oh, my name's Puppy, Puppy Kinman. Can I assist you, Puppy? And I'm thinking, Puppy, what a strange name. He said, uh, yeah, do these come in any other colours? Because this one's a little bit strange. It's sort of greenish, metallic and I don't know if those white trims are very serviceable. And I thought, oh, gotcha. He said, uh, yeah, they uh, they do come in other colours. In fact, we convert them here from left-hand drive and we've gone into the spiel about we've got mechanics that work in engineers and we do it right here in Ringwood. In fact, we've got some out the back in the workshop if you'd like to come out with me and I'll show them to you. So off we went. Perfect. I got him off the showroom floor, quick as a flash. Pato gave me the thumbs up and I suppose he was sort of saying, well done, young Gordon, you're a hero. Well, that's what I thought he meant, but maybe he didn't. And off he went to the workshop, disappeared out of sight, away from the showroom. And Roy Lehman, the workshop foreman, was there and he showed Puppy around and explained how they all did the conversions and little production line that we had. And when he finished, I asked Roy if we could just have a look around some of the other colours. And Roy said, yeah, why not? Go ahead, knock yourself out, Gordon. It was a nice burgundy metallic coloured one, I remember, a really crispy looking white one. And Puppy turned around and he said to me, oh, that's a nice one. I imagine they drive good. They drive okay? And I said, uh, yeah, they do. He said, oh, too bad I'm in my working gear because I'd like to go for a test drive. But I have to come back and drive one later. By the way, what are the colours that are coming? I said, oh, there's one over there, that colour, and whatever. Whatever the colours were, there's three or four of them they were working on. He said, oh, okay, Gordon, look, I'll take these two. How much for the two? They're, what, 15 grand each? Is that 30 grand? And he pulled out of his pocket, honestly, the biggest roll of banknotes like you wouldn't believe. He pulled off some money and said, uh, so there's some for the deposit, I'll fix you up or guy nevered up later when I picked them up. So I said, oh, all right, well, we need to do some paperwork. And I'll arrange to get them registered and detailed. And 
He said, yeah, I'm in a bit of a hurry. So I walked him back to the showroom, sat him down, did the paperwork. I think one was for his wife and one was for him, but maybe from memory it was their wedding anniversary, something like that. But I didn't know at the time that Poopy was a VIP client of Guy Nevitz, our big boss. And I'd inadvertently pinched one of his clients, which was a bit of a no-no in the sales business. Oh, he was, after all, a director of the company. But Mr. Nevitt, he got over it in time. But the funny thing is when Poopy came in to pick up his car and he pulled up in an old ute, he called out, oh, hello, Gordon, I'm sorry I'm late. Um, I had to go and do a job on the way. Someone forgot to do a pickup. And out the back of his work ute came this can. It had a lid on it, you know, like one of those pressure cooker type lids that really locked down. It was all black and it was painted in sort of a tarry sort of substance. It looked pretty heavy. I said, can I help you? He said, no, 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 she's right, I'll, I'll do it. Um, do you mind popping the boot so I can stick it in there? In it went, straight into the boot of a brand spanking new Chevrolet. A full can of shit and piss. Because Poppy, Poppy was the local night saw carter. And off he drove, waving goodbye with a can of shit propped up in the boots. I just couldn't find the carries to go out the back to the detailers and say, do you know, do you know that car that you detailed within an inch of its life? Well, guess what's sloshing around in the boot right now? The other story is Orb Miller. Now, Orb was the local security company. A huge concern, he used to say. He had, uh, let's see, um, a huge concern. It was really one employee, Orb. He slept all day in his clothes by the look of him and worked security for the yards in Ringwood at night. All the yards sort of used Orb. He's pretty good at his job. I mean, he only had to smile at you in the dark and you'd frighten the shit out of you. We were getting stuff stolen off the trade cars that were parked down in the lower yard behind the used car department. So the used car manager, it was either Gary Young, it might have been Barry Jupp, asked Orb to be a bit more vigilant as, you know, it's becoming a regular occurrence. No worries, said Orb. I've just bought a couple of vicious dogs and I'll put them down the yard at night, but God help anyone who ventures in down there at night, they'll tear them apart. Fair enough, we thought. Job done. So he comes right on about six o'clock closing time one Saturday night and he drives into the car yard and in his van and these two dogs are going off their tits in the back of it and barking and he said, I'm about to let them loose so don't anyone go down there till Monday morning. And off he drove these two dogs barking and yelping and the, the whole van was rocking from side to side and I thought, God, what sort of dogs are in there? So Monday morning comes and... There it is for all to see as we arrived. The gates were wide open to the wholesale yard. Half a dozen trade cars are missing. The police pull up in the yard and they say, uh, listen, you're missing some cars. We found some cars down the local cricket club and whoever stole them spent the night doing donuts and wheelies all over the joint. And your car's completely stuffed. They're just wrecks. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, and by the way, there's... A couple of dogs in one of the cars, and uh, I don't know what they've been doing all night, but they've totally eaten and torn apart the inside. Uh, we spoke to Orb on the afternoon when he came in after he got out of bed, and his explanation was, oh, they must have been drugged. They've drugged them. That's all he could say. You know what? I think they're just a couple of dogs he had at home, just at local house pets. Now, my last story about Paddo's, and then we can move on, go into another decade. My last story, it's a bit odd. Uh, it's back in the good old days when we sort of trusted people. Potential customers are given keys to cars, and they were just 
told, take it for a run around the block or take it up the highway, go for a good run or take it home to your mechanic, take it to mum and dad, you know, go show your wife, whatever it was. And it, it wasn't too unusual on a Saturday to have two or three cars per salesman, sometimes five total cars were out of the yard, all wandering around the local area, people in them, just throw them the keys, take it for a run. And this uh, <laughs> Finally it happened this afternoon. We noticed there was a spare hole in the front rows we were locking up. It was about you know, five, six o'clock. Somebody called out, hey, where's the car off the front row? One of the salesmen says, oh, I've got it out on a test drive. And we sort of thought, that hole's been in the front row for a few hours. That's more than enough time to go for a spin around the block. When's it coming back? Oh, oh well, should we? I thought, that had dawned on us. Maybe it's not going to come back. And a slow panic sort of sets in when you think, oh, Christ, we're missing a car and everyone's going to get their ass kicked. So we filled the hole in the front line, continued to lock up everything else around the yard, and as normal on Saturday, all the, the traffic started to slow down because Saturday afternoons and night, pretty quiet around 5.30. The place sort of resembled a ghost town in Ringwood around 5.30 Saturday nights. And then there was uh, one lonely car sitting out the front of the yard. It wasn't one of ours and it looked pretty shiny and looked sort of lot prepared. So very gingerly one of the salesmen walked over to it and looked on the back window and looked at the decal and I think it had Benalla Holden or something on it. He went inside and picked up the phone, dialed the dealership and said, um, we've got a Valiant or whatever it was out the front. It looks like it might be one of yours off your lot. You know, it's got one of those stickers in the back seat and the L form. guy's gone, oh, thank God. Yeah, mate, that's our, oh, geez, that's good news. Is that where it is? It's in Ringwood. And we've got a car at the front of our joint and we reckon it's from Albury Wodonga. They've got a car at the front of their joint that's from Sydney. We've got a car that's been driving around somewhere but we didn't know where. Where's our car? Then all of a sudden about six o'clock the phone rings it's a car dealership down in Geelong. The voice says, are you missing a white Monaro? Rego number blah 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 whatever it was. Well, it's sitting out the front of our dealership in Geelong and we're missing a HK wagon or whatever it was. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Thank God. Lesson learned. You know, what sure you give cars to. But Monday morning, we're duly reported to the police and they came down and they asked, uh, do you have any identification for whoever had the car? And we've looked at the salesman who lent the car out and he's gone, oh, not really, because, you know, they're a nice-looking couple and there's a bloke and his wife and a couple of kids and, you know, so the policeman's gone, okay, so you reckon they've stolen the car? They've stolen it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, they stole the car. Well, how could they have stolen the car? Because you gave them the keys and you told them to take it for a test drive. You probably said, take it as long as you want. See what you think. Did you say you wanted it back in a particular time frame? And uh, no, not really. So can you please tell me, how do I charge anyone, if we catch them, for stealing something that they've been given and told to go for a long drive in it. They took it to bloody Geelong. You know what? The copper said, I think we might find this couple a bloody in Perth one day. She's what balls that bloke had? A line of cars between where, Sydney and the other side of the country. <laughs> Pretty bold shit. Anyway, that's somebody having a go. I'll tell you, though, Think about it. What a cheap way of getting around Australia in a nice, clean, roadworthy car. Full of petrol. Technically legal. Ballsy or what? Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. 
please rate, review or subscribe to or follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Gordon McLeish, and thank you for listening.